0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Are you happy to be in the house of God today? That's good. Well, you may take your seats. Thank you. Don't take them anywhere else. Just keep them here. Um, Can I get a little bit more light down there? I like to see the the whites of people's eyes. I don't know if that's possible. Anyway, good morning again. God bless you today. It's a joy to be here. I was here probably early last year and I spoke on the subject of faith. And it was very interesting, actually. I heard a comment afterwards, was given to uh, Pastor Mark, by a young person who was in the service. Now, I don't know if they're here today, but uh, I'm sorry to have to say this, but that young person went away from that service and said, you know, we had a little old lady in church this morning. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I might be old in body, but I need to tell you something this morning. The spirit never gets old. Come on, come on. For your information, I am over eighty, so that's all right. But I, uh, I'm blessed to be here this morning and to be share something with you. Uh, I think there's a thing up on the screen. How well do you know Jesus? And I'm sure if I took a survey in the service, you would all say, yes, I know him. Um, But I want to take you a bit deeper this morning. Because I am convinced after many years of church life and ministry, that a lot of people know Jesus for what he does for them. They know Jesus because they come to church every Sunday and they hear the word and they praise and they worship. They know Jesus because the Bible teaches about him, not that they read it very much. I better wash my mouth out, hadn't I? There's only one way you'll ever get to know him and that's through this book. Because he is the living word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh. He is the living Word. There's no other way. Friends, I want to say to you this morning that by just coming to church on Sunday, sorry, you'll never get to know Him for who He really is. Okay. I I I better get my introduction. Okay. Some people know Jesus because the, he, he's just a historical person to him. And so I want to ask you this morning, is Jesus, and there's no other name and there's no other person, is he really a part of your everyday life? Are you conscious of him when you're awake? And even when you're asleep, because it's possible to do that. And you know, for me, I'm learning more about Jesus every day of my life as I get older. More about him. There's no end. There's no limit. You can't put a box around your relationship with Jesus and say, well, this far and no further. I'll do it on Sunday or I'll go to this meeting or I'll go to that. He's going to be part of your life every minute of the day. And I want my passion this morning is to see every person leave this service with a hunger and a burning desire to have Jesus in their mind, in their spirit every minute of every day. There's not a time and not a day in my life, not a thing that I do where Jesus is not involved because that's the only way to live. And that's what, that's what happened when God sent his son to break the power of the nature of sin that took place back in the Garden of Eden. Jesus came to break down the middle wall of partition and bring us back into right relationship with him. And you know, in the religious world, uh, around the world, Jesus is, something that's, Jesus is someone who's added on to their life. I want to say this morning that Jesus has got to be your life. He's got to be your life, all right? And I'm reminded, this is still a bit of an introduction here, I'm reminded of the passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 16, where Jesus was talking to his disciples and wanting to know who they thought he was, right? And he went down the thing, who, who do people say that, that I am? And, and somebody said, well, uh, maybe Elijah, maybe maybe somebody else, you know, and then Jesus said to Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, Jesus went on to say to Peter, man, you didn't learn this out of the book. You didn't learn this by someone telling you. You received this from God himself. And I want to say to you this morning, God wants to make Jesus real in your life. That comes by a revelation of the Holy Spirit to you. And that's my passion this morning. And I want to read just a quick passage of scripture, uh, just a few verses, because I have another, another area that I want to go from this morning. I'm reminded of Paul the Apostle who said something very, very interesting in chapter uh, 3, verses 7 to 10. But whatever was to my prophet, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them rubbish... That I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. And God is by faith. I want to, this is, this is the thing I want to, I want to leave, give you out of this passage. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. You see, Paul wanted to discard everything else in his life and know Christ and know Jesus in reality, and so it was important. But I want to bring you something from the Old Testament in case you think that Jesus isn't in the Old Testament. Listen, he's in every page and every line of the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Every every book, every every passage reveals Jesus, the son of God. And so, you know, unless you read it, folks, unless you let it enter your spirit, you don't know him for who he really is. And there's a way of knowing him that, that will bring you to a place where you're not struggling through life. like members of the White Knuckle Club, just holding on, waiting for Jesus to come back and take us out of this yucky old world. And it sure is a yucky old world. But I want to tell you this morning, when you've got Jesus, you've got everything to take you through. What's yucky out there and what's terrible and what's horrible, Jesus can hold you strong in the midst of every storm of life. Amen? Amen. I want us to read Isaiah chapter 6 or chapter 9 verse 6 where Isaiah the prophet had a revelation of Jesus. In fact, actually, he had a pre-incarnation meeting with Jesus and we read about it in Isaiah 6 verse 1. And it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filling the temple. And it goes on, and the, and the angels were singing, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah the prophet had a, revel- a pre-incarnation revelation of Jesus, and I want to say something to you this morning, it changed his life, it changed his ministry. When you study the book of Isaiah, you'll find the first five chapters We're not saying very much, But once he had a vision of the Lord, the whole thing changed. And Isaiah, the book of Isaiah has 66 uh, chapters in it. And it's a miniature Bible. In its own way. Because it is the gospel. The gospel just doesn't appear in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. It's back here. As I said, Jesus is in every book of the Bible. He's in every part. And in, in, in going over, because he had that revelation, going over in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, I want to read something for you. For unto us, and this is a scripture you will all know because we always say it at Christmas time. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and he shall be called and i'm going to go through these titles with you shortly he shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father and Prince of Peace. That sums up the nature and character of this Jesus whom we love and serve. And so we want to have a look at those things this morning. First of all, his name would be called Wonderful. I don't know about you, but I think he's wonderful. He's with me every, every minute of the day and every day of the year. He is is wonderful, he is truly wonderful, he's full of wonder. And in his birth, in his death, in his resurrection, in his life, and and in his ascension, he was wonderful. Come on, right through his life. There is nothing at all in the scripture that gives us any indication that Jesus had any flaws. That he had any schisms in his life. he had any idiosyncrasies in his life. He was wonderful. Come on, folks, you can get a bit excited this morning. And I'm telling you, just like the spirit never ages, Jesus is always wonderful. It never changes. He's still wonderful as he was in his birth, in his death, in his life, in his resurrection and his ascension. He has never changed. He is still the same. He is truly wonderful. You know, if you can't talk about anything that's nice, if you just want to go around and talk about all the negative garbage that's going on out in the world, then I say wash your mouth out and start talking about Jesus because he is wonderful. He's full of awe. He's worthy to be worshipped. He's worthy to be praised, which we have been doing here in this place this morning. He is just wonderful. Nothing else, nothing else. You don't care what you get excited about, whether you want to be excited about football or uh, anything that you like, and you get, oh, you get, get, listen, get excited about Jesus. That's the only thing that's everlasting, you see. Nothing else can take his place in our lives. He's wonderful. Ha <laughs> He's wonderful. Don't look so miserable. I'm not looking at anybody get excited about Jesus. Yes. Listen, we live in a world that is, well, there's our words to describe it really? It's sick, it's twisted, it's miserable, it's negative, it's full of hate, it's full of murder, it's full of everything obscene that comes from the pit. We live in that world But that world needs to see that Jesus is real in our lives. Not miserable. Not negative. Not carrying on about this thing that's going wrong and that thing is going wrong. Forget it. Talk about what's true. The thing that is true is Jesus. And he's real. And he's wonderful. I may say some things this morning that could be a little bit offensive. I don't mind. You can love me or you can hate me. It doesn't matter. The second thing that Isaiah said about Jesus is that he is a counsellor. A counsellor. Why is this? Well, you see, one of the divine attributes of God is that he is omniscient. Omniscient means God has all knowledge. And he knows everything you know we have a lot of helps today in the world people go to this one and that one and counselors and therapies and all that kind of stuff but he is our counselor because god has all wisdom yeah. Yeah. come on we have i was in a, i went to a market yesterday and one of the booths there they were advertising um, Essential oils, and they had a plaque up there uh something about therapies and and for depression and for all this and all these negative kind of things that people are facing today, and they're quite true. But I said to my cousin, I said I got a better solution than that. It's not essential oil. It's Jesus. He's the answer to every human need in our minds and people are struggling today severely in their minds mental mental uh, problems are tripled probably quadrupled to when I was younger. I tell you, people are battling in their minds and their emotions and they're filled with hurt and pain and hatred and they can't get through it. And they're trying this and they're trying that. And I want you to know this morning that Jesus is the counselor. He is your counselor. He is your counselor. He will help you through any difficulty. You may look at my life and think she doesn't have any problems. He wanted me to start telling you about things i face and am facing right at this moment. Jesus is my counsellor. If I have a problem, a negativity, if I have something that comes up or some person that rubs me the wrong way, I don't get upset about that. I just say, Jesus, you heard that. <laughs> right? Be real. Jesus doesn't want to be a religious figure in your life. He wants to be real. Every moment, every day, whatever circumstance you have, whether you're working with someone that gets on your goat or what problem you might be having, just let Jesus, just speak his name. He brings it. He's wonderful. He's our counsellor. Don't go running off to this theory and this psychology. Don't talk to me about psychology. (laughs) This is the only psychology I want. In my life, it brings me into right thinking. You see, most of people's problems today are due to their thinking. And the Bible tells me very clearly, bring your thoughts into subjection and your mind into, bring your thoughts into captivity and your mind into subjection to Jesus right? When you do that, you don't have to worry. You don't have to think about all the negative stuff that's going on. He's your counsellor. So how really well do you know this Jesus? Is he just, um, you know, someone who's, who's, you get the goosebumps and you've, you have know he's saved you from sin and, and that's, you know, your security is in heaven. And, but what about now? Come on, what about every day of your life? He's your counsellor. He's intimate, And how, how is this comes about is that Jesus is intimately acquainted with us because he was despised, rejected, he was smitten, and the Bible says that he was touched, he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities because he, was, he suffered in this life as one of us. So he knows all about it. He's your counsellor. The the third thing that is said about, Isaiah said about when he had this revelation is that he's the mighty God. The mighty God. Come on, folks. There's nothing too hard for him. Come on. uh, Jeremiah the prophet said that. Is there anything too hard for God? He asked God that question. And God came back to him and said, no, there's nothing too hard for me. Is there anything too hard? God is the mighty God. There is no power on this earth in any form that can stand up against the might of God. No power. Well, you know, these nations that are around carrying on today, they think they've got power uh, over other nations and they think this. And, you know, there's people that have the same idea, you know, that they have power over other people. No, there's no power that can stand up against God. And if you have problem, and I feel by the spirit, there's someone that's got a problem today with someone in their life that has issuing power over you, controlling over you, and you are so scared and you are so afraid. Now, someone God is speaking to right now, there's someone in your life that is trying to control you. I want to break that by the power of the Spirit of God this morning. I want to break it in Jesus' name. Nobody has the authority to have power over anybody else, only God. Only Jesus. Amen? Amen. Are you with me this morning? He's the mighty God. There is nothing to... He turns impossibilities into possibilities. Now, I guess there are probably quite a few people here this morning who have what seems to be an impossible situation in your life. And I think I'm pretty correct there. I know I'm one. I've got one. I've got what seems to be impossible. But I know God's the God of the possibility. He's a God of the possible not the impossible. He turns impossibilities into possibilities, right? So, you know, you've got an impossible situation this morning. Turn it over to Jesus. Don't try and fix it yourself. You'll only mess it up and make it worse, okay? <laughs> the next thing that Isaiah says about Jesus and he shall be called, his name shall be called, wonderful, counsellor, mighty God, is everlasting Father. He's the God who was and is and is to come. He always will be. He will never change. He's everlasting. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's everlasting to everlasting. That is perpetual. Perpetual that is ongoing. There's no beginning and there's no end. It's forever. God is everlasting. And you know, scripture says he puts his everlasting arms around his people. You have the everlasting arms of the Lord Jesus around you today. Come on, what else do you need? I didn't hear many say amen, only from down the front here. Everlasting. He's everlasting. His love is everlasting. His his commitment is everlasting. It's manif it's manifest throughout the scriptures. He doesn't change. He is not one. He might change his methods. Doesn't always do things the same way. Religion will tell will tell you, religion will tell you that there are routines and rituals. Come on, Jesus doesn't do everything the same way. He only turned water into wine once. Didn't make a habit of it. I guess they didn't. I guess they didn't get up at the at the next church service and bring me some water. I'm going to turn it into wine. You know, and um, that's just one example. Every healing that took place, he did differently. He didn't heal all the blind eyes the same way. One time he spat in an eye, you know. One time he did something, rubbed rub, mud in an eye, in the eye. So, you know, God doesn't change. He may change his methods, but he doesn't change his principle. He is the unchanging God. He's always the same. What he spoke there, he speaks today. He doesn't water down his word. In him there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. He is the same. He is through and through. He is what we would call in Australian vernacular, true blue. (laughs) Everlasting. You know, he's so powerful... I guess all of you would have seen a sparrow. You know what a sparrow is? It's a little brown bird. They're so common. In fact, they're in every country in the world. Amazing. Little sparrow. But not one of them falls to the ground and God doesn't know about it. That's awesome. Awesome. Amen. It's awesome. Something else. He knows exactly how many hairs on your head, he counts them, numbers the hairs of our head. Some people, he doesn't have to count very many, (laughs) not looking at anybody. But you know, you lose X amount of hair out of your head every day. And ladies particularly will know when they brush their hair, there's hairs that come out. So it's a matter of God at any given time. He knows exactly how many hairs are in your head. Listen, folks, that is awesome. Doesn't don't you think he knows about every situation of your life, all your cares, all your burdens, all your troubles? Don't you think God knows about them? He knows everything you think about before you even think it. He knows the thoughts you have in your your mind. He's our everlasting Father. And finally, he's the Prince of Peace. Oh, I love this. He's the Prince of Peace. He did not make peace. He is peace. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't make peace. Yes, he brought peace between things that have been broken down. But he it's because he is peace. Yeah, yeah. Jesus himself is peace. He was able to say, peace be still in the time of storm. And in every storm in your life, he can stand there on the edge of your boat, wherever you're doing, whatever you are, whatever you're going through, and say, peace be still, if you will only get to know him as the peace. The scripture says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Have authority in your heart. Let the peace of God rule when there's a storm, when there's a a circumstance you don't understand what's happening. Peace, be still. He is our peace who has broken down the middle wall. It's true peace. These five descriptions that I've given you, wonderful counsellor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, sum up the nature and the character of the Lord Jesus. Don't you want to get to know him more? Don't you want him to be the number one thing in your life? Not the football, not the TV, not this show, not that show, not some other thing you like. There's so many idols in the world today. Just turn the television on and see how many many programs are talking about food. well, what are we going to eat tonight, you know? It becomes an obsession, an idol. Then there's the body beautiful. I don't know where it's gone, but... (laughs) The body beautiful. There is so much attention given today to making your body beautiful. And all these programs that are available. I want to tell you, you know, Jesus is beautiful. And when he's in you, fully alive, you are beautiful. Yes. Amen? Yes. Don't get taken up with that, you know. And I'm not knocking exercise. Please hear me. I'm not being critical of those. Some of those some of us need them. <laughs> but to keep, um, you know, agile. I need things to keep a bit agile, okay? But when it becomes dominating in your life... When it takes more attention than your relationship with Jesus, it's wrong. It's wrong. Jesus has got to have first place. Jesus has got to have first place. And I say it to every young person in in this room. Jesus has got to be all, in all, and every part of your life. You say, well, I might get too religious. No, you won't. You can't get too religious if you've got Jesus. Come on. If you've got him. If you've got him, the whole need of mankind is in Jesus, is in Jesus. Folks, he's worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your worship. And I want to give you a little uh, rendition of what I think and what Jesus is to me. He's my Saviour and Lord. He's the rock of my salvation. He's the all-consuming passion of my life. He's the bright and morning star. He's the lily of the valley. He's the rose of Sharon. He's my rock in a weary land. He's my shield and my buckle and my strong tower. He's my rock of defence. He's my shelter in the time of storm. He's a cleft in the rock in which I hide. He streams in the desert. He's, he tastes like honey in the rock. He's the shepherd of his sheep. He's the satisfier of every longing. He's the answer to every question. And the scripture says he's Aaron's rod that budded. He's the root out of dry ground. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the faithful and true. He's the great I am that I am he's the Lord of glory he's the risen son of righteousness with healing in his wings he is our nourisher he is the healer of affliction he's deliverer of those who bear who abound his banner over us is love he is our provider he's the Lord our righteousness yeah. his is risen ascended and glorified Lord his name is Jesus Woo! and I trust this morning that I have whetted your appetite to get beyond a knowledge of Jesus that's just one you, you relate to when you're in need or one when you have your little prayer or one when you have, and I'm not trying to be facetious get beyond the fact that Jesus is there just to help you he is the all in all of our lives he is everything he gave his all He gave His all. He laid aside His reputation in heaven with the glory of His Father. And He let it go. And He stooped to humanity. And He paid the price of the suffering and indignation of the cross of Calvary. And He rose triumphant and defeated the devil. He's my all in all. And I pray this morning that He will become your all in all. When you have Jesus as your all in all, it doesn't matter what's happening to your life. And I want to say this morning, and I meant to say it before when I was talking about Jesus as our peace. In the year 2005, I ran into the most vicious, horrible storm in my life. But I want to tell you, did I fret? Did I worry? Did I stress? Did I carry on? Why is this happening to me? No, I said, Jesus is my peace. Okay? He's your all in all. Get to know him, folk. When you get to know him like this and you relate to him, you know, I can be anywhere, anywhere, driving the car. I can even be in the bathroom. I can be anywhere in the shops and I'm talking to Jesus. He's not just to talk to when you come to church. He's not just to come to talk to when you're giving you a little five-minute devotion. He is every day, 24 hours a day. And you know what? He can even talk to you in your sleep. You can wake up in the night and some scripture's going over in your mind. Okay, so my passion this morning is to challenge you. Don't settle for meager Christianity. Don't settle for a knowledge about Jesus. Know Him. Get to know Him. And the more you look and the more you seek, the more you'll find. There's a never-ending supply in Jesus. Let's pray, shall we? Let's pray. Father in heaven, I've delivered what you put on my heart to deliver. And I pray for this beautiful congregation that there'll arise in every heart and every life a hunger. A hunger, a hunger, a hunger that is not satisfied with menial things. A hunger, Father, that is not satisfied with just going through the routines. A hunger that will lead them into a revelation of who Jesus is. He is God. He came expressly, and we read it in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1. He is the express image of His Father. And Lord, I pray this morning that every person in this place will hunger for a deeper relationship with Jesus that not only affects their life, and this is the big thing, that it will affect the lives of those around about them. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I declare today that every person in this place will come into a relationship with Jesus that will impact the life of every person they meet outside this church wherever they are in the supermarket in the workplace in the street that they will, people will see Jesus in them before I finish praying and as we are bowed in prayer I know that there are people here who recognise and understand that you don't have that level of relationship with Jesus yes you love him You appreciate the fact that you are saved, that you have been born again, and it's been his death and resurrection, but you don't know Jesus like this. I want you to raise your hand, because I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to raise your hand particularly. You don't know him like that. Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. Come on, folks. I see that hand there. God bless you. I see one up the back, yes. You don't know Jesus like this. He is not, you know, in your life every minute of the day. You don't see him as the one high and lifted up and his train filling the temple. You don't see him as the wonderful counsellor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, everlasting Father. And you want that this morning. You want to go into that. You want to go dig deeper into him. That's right. Keep your hands up. I'm going to pray for you particular people. Father in heaven right now, by the spirit of the living God, I ask that revelation and hunger will develop in the lives of these people who have raised their hands and they will come to know you, Jesus, in a full dimension of the way that is possible. And I ask it in Jesus' name this morning. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor.